This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! 2023 is definitely the year for her and I'm not complaining. I'm abusing it a little too much, but I'm enjoying every single opportunity that comes with it. This week, I get to take over the podcast yet again. As you know, it's proudly brought to you by Spurs Steak Ranches. I get to talk all things canoeing this week, call it rowing, what you will, but just know that I'm going to inform you with everything that you need to know about the sport before you go. Make sure that you don't tell Alex, but tell everyone to join us because it's going to be another exciting conversation. Well, welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Super Sports Schools podcast. Now, on this episode, we get to enlighten you on a sporting coach that not many people know about. You know, they have that saying that says teamwork makes the dream work. Now, the epitome of this saying is definitely rowing. And if you don't believe me, well, this is a team sport where all the team members really rely on each other. You can't necessarily bring in your own zest and flair because your teammate has to mirror exactly what you're doing. To give us a little bit more insight, our guests today are people who are going to break down rowing for you and make sure that you understand it from the yet, yet beginning. We have Danny Price-Hughes, who is a national junior athlete. And we also have Caitlin Dace, who is the head of rowing at St. Mary's, as well as the head of our junior national team. Ladies, greetings and welcome to it. I mean, this is Alex's white share, but I mean, it's nice when women take over. It is 2023. We're here for her. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks very much. This is just an honor to be here. Yeah. I mean, Danny, a lot of people are going to look at you and they're going to wonder what uniform you're wearing. I mean, I did say that Caitlin's from St. Mary's, but if you would let people know that uniform. Yeah, I'm, I go to St. Mary's Waverley. Um, I'm part of the first team, the rowing team, Grade yeah. 11. I mean, and I did say in the beginning that rowing is a sport that not many people know. So if you were to describe or explain what rowing is to someone who has no idea as to what it is, how would you break it down into simplest and the simplest form? Floating on the water backwards as fast as possible. (laughs) So take Zulake boats, um, multiply that by really, really skinny shafts, and then suddenly you've got... um, rowing at a, at a high performance level and I think one question that many people would say is like floating on water why would you choose this specific sport and I'll start with you I mean Danny how were you introduced to the sport and when did you start but also your first memories of rowing um so I was introduced to the sport at the open day for St Mary's um, we all got invited I was still in grade seven still in prep school and you get to go on the in the boat with the older girls and they basically teach you the 101 of rowing um, and since then I've fallen in love with it. Our family loves water sports so I knew it would be a, a perfect fit from that first day. Caitlin, did you know that you'd ever become a coach? Absolutely not. I sort of stumbled into this um, and just have absolutely loved it since then. I, I find huge passion in teaching people to love something so passionately. It's, it's one of my, yeah, it's one of my absolute dreams uh, to ensure that young children uh, fall in love with floating on top of water um, and and really embracing something that is so challenging and is so passionate that they can also be passionate about. Danny, how hard is it now to, um, well, Caitlin, how hard is it now to introduce something that's not yet common to kids and make them actually fall in love with it and understand that this could possibly make me travel the world? So how we start at St. Mary's is we generally start with 
getting the girls to introduce rowing to the younger girls. Uh, we find that um, parents are hesitant to try something new. Um, there's also a lot of car park talk around how hard it is or around how time-consuming it is. And when our, when our girls engage with the younger girls at this level, they find that it's so much more relatable. They see girls achieving academically. They see girls achieving in a sporting environment um, and finding something that is slightly out of the ordinary. We find that rowing is a net that catches fairly wide range of personalities around the school. But if you're using the girls as your first introduction, we find that the, the engagement from the younger girls is so much greater. Um, so we are hoping to, to expand that into the other schools um, that are going to start rowing. Uh, we've seen a new, new launch of DSG um, with the St. Andrews boys getting involved with DSG in Grahamstown. Um, and starting the new club in Grahamstown. So we're really starting to see a lot of new faces coming into rowing, which is quite an exciting place to be. I know you're very big on inclusivity um, as well as equality. I think that's one of, should I say, the two pillars that you really ground yourself within when it comes to sport. Now, when it comes to rowing, um, obviously there are the different various boats that we use, the different techniques that we use. But when we just look at the sport in itself, do we find that from foundation phase, it is equal and it is inclusive? So we are finding that most of the private schools are rowing. Um, we do have a, um, a beautiful initiative um, called Teach You the Nation to Row and run by Virginia Babasa. Um, she's um, on the development arm of ROSA, of Rowing South Africa. And um, Virginia has started with indoor rowing. Um, she's gone into all of the, um, the provinces um, so our rowing footprint no longer stands to just water rowing. Um, and she's gone into the indoor, she, sorry, she's gone into the provinces and has started indoor clubs. Um, the indoor clubs then have um, evolved into slightly bigger spaces. And now those indoor clubs are presenting water rowing clubs. And we're seeing a huge influx of those clubs, first time participation at the school's boat race in December. So it is, it's definitely growing from a, um, from a government school perspective, and it's not only a private school-run um, sport. So we are seeing this, this evolution, uh, which is it's, it's, it's fantastic for us. And I mean, we'll talk about the races coming up in December because that's a big one for St. Mary's. I think that's one that you look forward to each and every year because if you understand Mamelodi Sundowns, you understand that that's synonymous with winning and dominating. Well, St. Mary's, it's the same story when it comes to rowing. Danny, um, as, as a human and a young woman who's part of the sport, um, let me know how you are as an individual outside of the sport because one thing that's key within the sport is being dependent on your teammates. Um, I think one thing about rowing is you're not you're dependent on your teammates, but you also learn to row with a lot of different people, a lot of different, different personalities, and you need to make it work because... If the crew is not rowing together, your boat's going to go nowhere, no matter how strong each individual athlete is. So I think this really helps embody like learning to work with new people in your life and really just um, embracing differences and finding common grounds. So I think um, from learning to row with different people, you also learn to work with different people outside of rowing, which is a very good skill in life. I would say. Let's break it down for the person at home who doesn't understand as to how the regattas take place throughout the year. Regattas, starting with that, just explaining to someone who doesn't understand what that is, 
What is the regards and the different types of competitions that we have throughout the year leading up to the end of year um, race that takes place out in PE? Um, so we, we start off with um, the start of the season is in August and we have like weekly fixtures. So weekly fixtures being a Saturday um, regatta out at Rudderplatt Dam um, where we're racing eight lane races um, and it ranges from under 14 all the way up to um, under 19 and 19 events. And we have A, B, C events um, in the skull, in the double, the four, the pair, and the quad, and the eight, and the octuple. So a fair number of different boat classes that are all available for the for the kids to try out. Um, we have then a Gauteng Championships in August, sorry, in November. Um, and the Gauteng Champs in November is um, a big event for Gauteng specifically. Um, each of the provinces is expected to host a, a provincial championship. Then we have the school's boat race taking place in December. And our season actually ends with South African Championships in the beginning of March. Again, another eight-lane race. So our races are generally broken down into eight lanes or side-by-side boat races. Now, I've got a picture on my phone, actually. And this is what <laughs> Danny drew for me. <laughs> I'm actually trying to get it. so we, I don't know if you can zoom into it. But this is my row 101 lesson. Like, explaining everything to me, understanding how many people are in the boat, understanding what blades we're using and the different types of techniques that are also used. Um, Danny, let me know this, right? Um, because of, of how everything is set up throughout the year, um, but also because it's such a niche market, what is the conversation between you and your family members in a sense of do we have enough representation and thinking that I could become the next big thing within the sport. I think most of our parents are monkey see, monkey do. So it's easy to say, I'm going to be a Megan Rapino one day because, I mean, we've got direct representation. But when it comes to rowing, do you think we're represented enough as females? And just how hard is it to get the buy-in of your family members? Um, I would say my family is very supportive of rowing. Um, my dad's starting to learn all these videos and he sends me things and he tries to teach me how to do it. As if I don't know. Um, um, we've just had masters, which is really exciting. We've got a lot of the parents involved and actually into a rowing boat. So some first-time rowers, but racing against um, people from around the world, which is really exciting. It was the first um, national rowing event held on African soil. So we've just hosted that this year. It was really big success and it was really exciting opportunity to experience. So in my family, my little brother has just started rowing um, and my mom rose. So I think it's just about like introducing the sport to different people. Um, the girls side of rowing is definitely smaller, I would say, um, than the boys side. But building our club slowly but surely, I would say just getting more people involved and just informing people about what the sport actually is about and what you do. Um, because rowing teaches you so much more than how to move a boat. So all of our rowers know how to rig a boat know how to service a boat, know how to clean things, know how to pack a boat on the trailer and move a fleet around the country. And I think it's just really helping people understand that it's so much more and really building the girls' clubs as a whole. And I mean, Caitlin, I'll come back to you. The blazer which she's wearing, I mean, that is her wearing our, our country with pride, right? Um, when it comes to government, do we, do we have enough support coming in from them um, because also this is a very expensive sport. I mean, it's no child's play, number one. But number two, when you have people representing the country, surely you do want at least some acknowledgement from government to say, 
we're seeing what you're doing and we appreciate you. Thank you. I mean, we obviously get the support from the government. Uh, a lot more would be lovely. Uh, rowing is um, one of the, the sports that is struggling financially because it is expensive. Uh, we've got our national team athletes that are battling. Um, so from a, from a junior perspective, the juniors are fairly well funded because of the parents, um, but not necessarily from, the, from any government structure. Um, we do get the support in that we are able to send teams overseas um, without government backing, we wouldn't be sitting here in a, in a green blazer. So there is definitely some support. Um, so a little bit more would be fantastic. And I mean, D- Danny, tell me about wearing that blazer. How much pride do you have in wearing it? Do you remember the first time you received it? Um, yes, I do remember. It was right before we had a blazer evening and I was so excited. We got, we all had to try on different sizes and we got our blazers presented to us from some of the big names in South African rowing and it was just very exciting um there was also the the under 23 team was there and the senior team was there and it was it was just really cool to see all the people you look up to um and getting your green blazer something was very exciting um I like to pull it out when I can it's always nice um like I wore it at Hutting Champs and it's just it's nice to be able to um just acknowledge how much work you put into it because um, with this training, we trained from the end of um, SA Champs um, in March. We trained April, May, June, July, and we went to go represent the country in August. So it was a lot of work that gets put in behind the scenes and it's just really exciting. And also for the younger girls to know that it is an opportunity and they can do so much more in rowing if they put their mind to it. So... I like to think of it as an in, like trying to inspire young girls to move forward with their rowing career and to put more work in so that they can also do something like this. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast because back bacon has more meat and less fat and we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees then serve it with two large eggs golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam and at only 49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur, people with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Caitlin, this is someone who you probably just watched grow in front of your eyes and we hear such stories. How does it make you feel and does it take you back to the first time in which you took the decision to say that this is what I'm committing to and even if I can just change one life, that's enough? So I have been involved for a while and it it makes me incredibly proud to watch a, a scrawny, um, <laughs> low-muscle-toned child um, who loved hockey um, change into this, this athlete who is so determined and compassionate. I know those are strange words to, to put together, but we, we watch, I watched this, this girl develop from that that scrawny kid into this athlete that's sitting beside me who is absolutely dedicated to making sure that women's rowing is first and foremost um, attended to at St. Mary's. Um, She's a role model and a mentor to many. So it really is wonderful, Danny. And to yourself, I I think this I'll throw it to you, Danny. I mean, you look at coach and you're just like, you read articles on her and it's just like, that's my coach. Um, how does that make you feel seeing her grow? It's always very exciting. Like I tell the girls that you must really use your resources. Like 
not everyone has the junior national head coach sitting on their coaching team and running their club. So it's just about really utilizing Caitlin's experience. And it's it's always exciting. The other day, there's an article on the rowing account on Instagram. And it's, it's always exciting to see familiar faces doing really exciting things. We're talking about coaching and rowing. You're not in the water, ma'am. You're, you're on the banks. You're on the sidelines. Um, how, if you were to break down how you coach rowing, also because it's so unpredictable, um, how, what does a training session of rowing look like? So we do actually go on the water. Um, I have a motorboat. Um, we call it a coaching launch. And I sit down next to the girls and I just shout. And I shout demands. Um, you can hear my voice is a bit scratchy. I shouted too much on the weekend. Um, so, so we do. We, we sit and we, we, we improve on technical changes. Uh, we do drills. Um, and we're there to really push the athletes to be the best that they can possibly be. Let's talk about that unpredictability. And I mean, we're like weeks away from the big race at the end of the year. Danny, how are preparations going? But just how hard are those preparations? I think um, the step into boat race training is it's a whole different atmosphere. Um, the racing for the girls is two times the amount that we normally race. So it's really just preparing your body for the endurance and the unpredictability. Um, on the Kawi River, there's tides, there's birds, there's fish, there's sandbags, there's wind. So it's just about like knowing that it's a completely different ball game and really just mentally preparing yourself for this new challenge. It's very exciting, I would say, boat race. It's not the same eight lane straight course racing. There's corners and there's side by side racing with two boats and there's heads races where it's you versus the clock and it's just a whole different atmosphere and a different type of racing. It's exciting. I mean, Caitlin, the pressure of going into such a big competition that every single person looks forward to while enthusiasts of the sport. Um, and you've dominated, I mean, 16 times, looking to go for a ninth consecutive time. How much pressure is on you? But also, how do you stay at the top? Well, if there was a silver bullet, we would... I'd be very excited. <laughs> um, it's really about encouraging the girls to understand that there is, no, there is no advantage to having come first the previous year. So you've got to start from the beginning. You've got to work through everything. Um, and it, it really is. It's about working as hard as humanly possible and controlling the controllables. Boat race is all about uncontrollables. And one of those is your opposition. So you've got to be better. You've got to be stronger. Um, and do what you can actually control. Do you feel the school's coming at you um, simply because they know that St. Mary's is the team to beat? I always say being at the top is amazing, but it's actually not when you go into a competition because everyone plans with you in mind. Um, I think it's just about focusing on your own crew and bettering yourself. Um, as Caitlin said, what the other crews do, there's nothing you can actually do about it. You can just make sure you get from point A to point B as fast as possible. So what are you going to do to make your own crew faster? I think it's just about understanding that we're always in competition with other schools. People are always trying to beat each other. And it's part of the sport. Just got to move past it. So last year we came in as, or the last two years we've come in as complete underdogs. Um, beaten in both the hedge races by quite a few seconds. And, um, and ultimately it means nothing. Um, you're only as good as you are on the day that you show up for competition. And that is what we have tried to instill in these girls, um, that you are only as good as that day and that moment. Do you feel like you own your success? I mean, you've done incredibly well 
Um, and I know um, you probably have still so much more, which I think I would want you to share with us. But but when you look at your journey as to where you started and how the sport is progressing over the years, do you think you own your success? Are you proud of the strides? Of, are you proud of the strides that you've made? I am. I am very proud of the strides I've made. I'm not sure I can own the success because it's not mine. Um, I've what I've do you dealt. Mean it's not yours. <laughs> I've, de- <laughs> I've dealt with 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 really t- uh, talented individuals. Um, and to take those talented individuals to perform is is an honor. Um, and it's not just me. It's There's a big team involved. Um, I do come from a very, very good school. So there's lots of people. The support base is huge and significant. The support base from St. Mary's, um, the rest of the school, I mean, an assembly. Surely they do mention you guys. <laughs> Let me know about the support structure at the school. Um, I think St. Mary's is a very competitive environment. Um, people are always in competition. All the different girls are in competition with each other. The sports are in competition with each other. I think it's just about striving different sports to be as best as they can be. Um, I think there's so much recognition in Samaris because girls do so exceptionally well. So I think it's not just on the rowing sphere that the girls excel. So it's it's all like quite spread out, I would say. Danny, what are your, your dreams and aspirations, or should I say your goals, when it comes to rowing? Like, how far are we taking this thing? Um, so I'm definitely considering, or well, I want to go and row in university. Um, I'm currently looking at different universities I can apply to in South Africa and overseas. And I would say ultimately the goal would to be an Olympian one day. So she means LA 2028. Yes. Okay. Okay. LA twenty twenty eight. We're writing it in the stars. And for yourself, Caitlin, um, I mean, to be an Olympic coach is obviously anyone's dream. Um, so I would love to strive for for that. Um, from a from a career path, uh, I don't think we have the uh, financial backing at this moment in time to have a significantly huge um, coaching staff. Um, so I'm quite content to run the junior team to make sure that our nursery is strong and sufficient. So at this moment in time, I'm very happy. I've got two little children at home. So managing my my load is is, is amazing. Um, and then to make sure that we're nurturing these ones to go through to and follow their dreams. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really, really exciting that the Olympics are actually coming up next year. Do you think we'll be well represented with the ladies who will be representing us? I think it's very exciting. Like with the with the junior team, we were able to train with Courtney Wesley, Catherine Williams, um, Paige Bodenhorst, and those are some of the, the really strong figures um, in women's row, rowing at the moment. Um, I know we have a skull qualified, so Courtney Wesley, she, she represented in the under-23s and she's now going to the Olympics. Um, our double is going to try to qualify in the last chance regatta in Lucerne next year. So I think it's just really exciting to see people who you know and you've rowed with and just really making strides in the in the international um, spaces. What you're saying, a big thing that I'm picking up from that is representation, right? But it's also up to us as the media to tell the stories because if we don't, then what happens? But before I let you ladies go, because I know that, Daddy, you need to go to school, we need to test your knowledge. Caitlin, this could be cheating because she's still in school and you know how sharp they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Are we on the same team? <laughs> you are on the That's same team. Let's get into the quiz and let's see as to how that plans out. All right, ladies, let's get into the quiz. Danny, you should get this one. And I mean, Caitlin, you've got the best two bait, okay? So 60 seconds, answer as many questions as you can. Okay, can we go? Can we get 60 seconds in the clock? 
and it starts now. What does the E in UEFA stand for? In your what? UEFA. Pass. Okay, next one. What is the name of the river where the Standard Bank Both Race is annually held in Port The Cowie River. Yes. Who is the most capped South African footballer in history? False. True or false? South Africa was the first nation to win four Rugby World Cup. True. Okay. Which school won the girls' 2022 Standard Bank Boat Race? St. Mary's. Which team hit the most sixes at the ODI Cricket World Cup? India. False. In Australia. It's Australia. <laughs> What is the name of the grade 11 cricketer at St. Stidians who will play for the Paul Royals in the SA20? Pass. How many holes are there on a typical golf course? 18. Oh, correct. Oh, Which tennis it. player recently reached a milestone of 400 consecutive weeks ranked as ATP's number one player? Djokovic. Uh-huh. True or false? Supersport schools has streamed or broadcast a total of 37 sports. True. True. Well, ladies, six out of the 10 questions. I mean, we didn't get to the last four, but I think that's a good score. Thank you very much. I hope so. <laughs> we'll read up on the football. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to see you guys in PE come the 6th of December. That's going to be an interesting one. Make sure that you follow their journeys. And I mean, it is the year for her. So please remember their names. As you know, the Chiat Super Sports Schools were proudly dressed by Addy. So you have to remember these names. Her name is Danny Price Hughes, and we also have uh, Caitlin Dart, well, Dace rather, um, who is the head coach of St. Mary's Rowing, as well as our junior national team. But make sure that you catch the show every single week right on Super Sports Schools Channel 216. So alternatively, if you're a person on the go, make sure that you listen to the podcast on Spotify. We also have an Apple podcast or wherever you find your podcasts. Or simply give us a like, follow and share on YouTube. We are Super Sports Schools and that's where you can catch everything that you need to know before you go. My name is Iti Meling, Jose Khadiya This has been another takeover. Alex White is going to be really upset, but he'll be back next week. Thank you so much for having us. This has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Steak Ranchers.